0: As we get ready to uh, enter into your word today, um, your word is already settled. It's settled in heaven, so then it's settled here. So let that truth speak over our life. We thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please have a seat. 1154. I'm going to try to get you out as quickly as possible. I know that there is a tropical storm heading our way. We're about to get a whole bunch of rain. And so if you just got your hair done, I'm going to try to get you back, you know, right? Um, But Warehouse, thank you so much for coming out today. Um, I'm not Mark, I know. Mark is way more handsomer, but, um, but Mark usually is here during this time, it's Mark and Juan but since Mark is out of town, Mark was like, hey Will, would you do me a favor? I was like, sure Mark, what, what you got for me? He was like, would you mind preaching um, on, on the day I'm supposed to preach? I was like, um sure let, let me pray about it. He was like, "All right, cool, cool, cool. Go pray about it." And instantly, you know, I was like, "Hey, guys, you know, should I preach?" He's like, "Yeah, just go ahead, and preach." I was like, "Hey, Mark, I got you." Uh, he's like, "What are you preaching about?" I was like, "Bro, I don't even know." Um, so, um, over the course, over the last three to four weeks, um, it's something that's kind of been stirring, stirring in my heart, and um, hopefully, it lands for you today, here. But um, we'll get to that in a second. I got to do this is my first time preaching, so I gotta do several shout outs, all right? I gotta do, I just gotta do it. Okay, all right, and I wrote them down. All right, shout out number one, mom and dad. Hey, y'all, they're, they're not here yet. They're probably watching online, but hey, mom, hey, dad. Okay, um, my older sisters, Melanie and Jennifer, uh, yep, 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 see? All right, cool, thank you. So, um, if you don't like the sermon, go see them, all right? <laughs> they don't play about their baby brother. Um, my taco crew. Uh, Jess, I hope you feel better. My taco crew is in the building. Florida boys, where y'all at? Yes. See, those, those guys, my Florida boys, they're here. Uh, my uh, coworker Jeremy, I don't know if he's here in the building. There he is. I see my, that is one of the most kindest dudes that you'll ever meet in your life. I'm, I'm, if you want an example of what Jesus Christ actually looks like, and it lives inside of a person, it's that guy. Trust me. It's in that guy. So Jeremy, I appreciate you coming out today with your beautiful wife. Um, my kids, Lola and Colin, they're watching online as well. And then um, I gotta give a shout out to my LRT fam, so love reality. They're all across the, the globe and everywhere else. So shout out to y'all, y'all watching online. Uh, Donnie and Rachel in Michigan, Connor and Erica. Uh, who else am I missing? Um, um, and I gotta, all right. Last but not least, I wanna uh, give a shout out to my beautiful wife. Where did she go? And she's back there, okay, hey babe. She was she's the one that's singing with the, the baby inside, you know, you saw that one? That's, that's mine, all right? All right, so, oh, can I show you the, the name of our, our, our son? Yeah. All right, you promise you have to be excited, as excited when we settled on the name. All right, you guys ready? All right, his name is, yeah. Goel Rain Murphy. Yeah. Right? Oh, we love the name. Like, it's so powerful because, first of all, Goel is Hebrew, and it means God is my Redeemer. Right? Isn't that wonderful? And, and, and when we set upon the name, like, it, it just it, it stirred our hearts because, first of all, if you know anything about a Goel, a Goel actually redeems the lost, right? So think of Boaz and, and Ruth. But then also, this is what redeemed means. Redeemed means restored to its original value. Like that's amazing, right? So when we think about ourselves as being redeemed, we have to understand that our original value was always "Ah," and then what Christ did "Ah," was restored us to "Ah," and like we are restored to our original value. We are redeemed. Ah, um, okay. And then last, I got to thank Jesus. That's my dude. Jesus is my dude for real, I'm not gonna lie. Jesus actually is my guy. Like, my guy, that's my dude, that's my guy. My dude, my guy, my God. He found me where I thought like you know, life was not you know, worth living, life wasn't, and he was like, no, no, no. I actually put something in you, you are inherently valuable. I did this in order to show you this, my heart. So I'm looking at redeemed sons and daughters with inherent value. I am looking at redeemed sons and daughters with inherent value. So kinda wanna start from there. Um, We're gonna attempt to answer this question. And the question is, what is my purpose? We're going to attempt to answer that question. Uh, we're going to answer it actually in scripture, but in order to kind of answer that question, I'm going to start with the story. The story, you know the story. Um, in fact, you've probably watched the animated movie of the story, and it is about a lion. It's about a lion king. I want to be a mighty king. Okay, anyway. And now this king, his name is actually Scar. Now, Scar is the king of the Pride Land, right? And Scar, he became king because his older brother Mufasa tragically died, right? He was, but he tragically died. And Simba was next in line to become king, but because Simba felt responsible for the death of his father, Simba ran away, so Scar had to step up and be like, you know what? I'm gonna take care of the Pride Land. Now, as Scar, is running the Pride Land. Scar was like, hey, guess what? I want to unite us and the hyenas together. So Scar invited the hyenas into the Pride Land. Now, may not have been the best move because the hyenas kind of overate, but they ran out of food and the lions started to rebel. One lion in particular, her name was Nala, was like, I'm done with this. We got to go find Simba. So she goes out and finds Simba and Simba comes back and they rally all the lions and then they, they overthrow Scar and then they kick out the, the hyenas and the lions live peacefully back in the pride land. And the hyenas, they're back out of the pride land and they're just begging for scraps. You, you know that story, right? What's wrong with my story? Nothing's wrong with that story? <laughs> Is there anything wrong with the story? Oh, Mufasa. She said, Mufasa. What, what, what did I miss about Mufasa? He was the king. See, what I just told you was 100% true. But it was not truth. There is a difference. What I just told you was true, but it was not truth. I told you that, that wax story, just to kind of lay this little seed that I want to plant. Maybe sometimes in our Christian life or maybe sometimes in our Christian belief, we don't start the story correctly. We don't start the story correctly because what I just did to you, those of you who've never heard the story of the Lion King or even watched the movie, what I just did to you was position you in a place of disadvantage, you as the hearer. Because you do not know the complete and full entire story. And so, if you do not know the full and complete entire story, you are placed in a position of disadvantage. So, then, therefore, when you ask a question like, What is my purpose? you are already asking from a place of disadvantage. Hmm? So often when we start the story of, of humanity, we started in the garden, right? Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and it was, you know, it was void. And and then you, you get let there be light, and then we get the stars, we get the sun the moon, the, the, the you know the, the firmament, we get the the, the seed, the trees, the lands, the bees, the deer. We get all of that, right? And then we get to chapter three, and then we get to the fall, and then we get to Eve taking the fruit, giving it to Adam. By the way, scripture says that Adam was right next to Eve. It doesn't really be like, you know, Hold on, here's the fruit. No, it's not. Adam was actually right next to Eve. So don't, women, don't, don't let men position y'all as, right? He was right there with his wife. Anyway, that's just a quick side. Um, We start with the fall. And because we start with the fall, we unfortunately start with our brokenness. But that's not actually our story. That is actually not our story. See, God is first and foremost a God of love. And God is a creator. He's an artist. And like all great artists, where do they start? They start with an idea. And we're going to start with that idea. That's what we're going to do next. Turn with me, if you have your Bibles, and go ahead, pull out your cell phones. I'm okay with cell phones. If you need to pull them out, if you need to actually check Instagram for a second, I'm cool with that too. Um, just get a quick boomerang and whatever. Um, whatever you need to do. But yeah, go ahead, pull out your scripture. We're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I probably should pull it up, too, because, you know, I'm 40. I got to have glasses. Okay. All right. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Now, remember, God is an artist, and as an artist, he starts with an idea. And this is God's idea about humanity. You guys ready? Here we go. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with some spiritual blessings. Okay. Who has blessed us with a little spiritual blessing. Okay. He blessed us with what? With what? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Pause. When were you blessed? Have you ever heard that before? When, when I read that for the first time, I was like, what? You mean to tell me that before I was actually created, I was already positioned as blessed? Everybody okay? Okay. All right. I, like, this, this is how God saw it, right? God was like, I have this idea. And he actually stands up from his throne. He's like, I have this idea. And all of heaven hushes. Like, all of heaven. All the angels, all the 24 elders around the throne. Like, all of them, they just hush. And he was like, I'm going to make man in my image. And I'm going to give them every blessing And I'm going to seek them in heavenly places. And I'm about to do this all through Christ Jesus. And all of heaven is just simply like, what? I don't know if that's blowing your mind, but if you actually want to understand how close you are to God, God's idea wanted you to be found in Christ Jesus. So if Christ Jesus and God are like this, guess where you are? I freak out about that because it literally says that I've been given every spiritual blessing and it was given to me before the foundation of the world. So in order for me to understand the story correctly, I need to understand that I'm not positioned in brokenness from the garden, I'm actually positioned in blessing. I was blessed before I was even thought of. So being positioned in blessing allows me to ask a question like, what is my purpose? Because if I'm asking in brokenness, then what I will end up doing is seeking out answers in brokenness, versus seeking out the answer that was already laid for me from the foundation of the world. Bless it. All right, keep reading. I'm getting too excited. All right, um, <clears throat> uh, go back to verse four. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy. What? Are you holy? Scripture says you are blameless. Are you blameless? Scripture says you are before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Um, I, I read that it, it, it set a new course and path for me. Because it allowed me to see me how my heavenly father saw me. It allowed me to rightfully understand my place and position as a son and not necessarily a son striving to give back to his father. I no longer have to strive to get something that was already given to me when I was created. You see the difference? Striving to get something versus already have something so I live from what I already have. All right, let's keep moving. All right. Um, so let's ask, let, let's answer the question, what is my purpose? All right. Let's answer that real quick. Um, the definition of, of, of purpose, y'all, y'all heard that, the definition, that, that's my Memphis coming out. I was born and raised in Memphis. I'm sorry. It comes out every now, but that's my Memphis coming out. I'm going to have a few more Memphis coming out. All right, anyway, <clears throat> definition of purpose, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So the definition of purpose is. The reason for which something is done. Or created. Used. Or for which something exists. Alright? So that is the definition of purpose. Are we clear on that? The definition of purpose is. The reason for which something is done. Or created. Or for which something exists. Aristotle used telos. Right? And like the Greek philosophers, as they kind of pondered on this, Aristotle came up with telos, and he was like, um, telos refers to the full potential or inherent purpose or objective of a person or thing, similar to the notion of an end goal, right? So he's saying that the purpose of something is kind of this this thing, that uh, objective that has been set forth, and there's an end goal to that objective. So an objective that has been purposed, set forth, and then there's an end goal to that purpose. Do you know what the end goal of our purpose is? Scripture tells us. All right, let's go. guys ready? Let's turn over to Ephesians chapter three, verses 14 and 17, verses 14 through 17 if we can. Ephesians chapter three, verse 14, let's start there. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. And here we go. Verse 17. Check this out. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. do You see it? Do you see it? I'm going to read that part one more time. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth. To know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. to know the love of Christ, to be rooted and grounded in love, to know the fullness of God. You know how we say like, God is so mysterious and we can never know his ways. Yeah, God was never not you to show you all of himself. God is big, he is a big God, but he's not trying to make you small. God wanted you to be found in Christ Jesus Rooted, grounded in love so you can know the fullness of their love. Okay, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just freaking out about it. It just may be me, but you were created in love. Excuse me. You were created by love in and through love to be love. I'm answering the question of what is my purpose? It's to be love, all right? So the answer is to be love, all right? You were created by love, in and through love, to be love. That is our purpose. You're created for something. The reason that you exist is to be found in Christ Jesus, in love, to be love. Will, where are you getting this from? I got it right here. I got it from the book and I don't work for it. It's freely given to me. Okay, let's keep going. I know we gotta get you out before the rain comes, All right, Before the rain comes, alright? I'm gonna promise. Um, You're created by love, in love, to be love. Why in Christ Jesus? Why Why through Christ Jesus? Well, here we go. Because in Jesus, It's where our salvation, our life, and our freedom are found. That's the only place that you can find your salvation, your life, and your freedom. It's the only place. The scripture says that um, Jesus declared that I have come that they might have life and life more abundantly. That's where your life is found. When he was like, yo, in in, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he was like, I've come to set the captives free. That's where your freedom is found. Who the son sets free is... See, the reason why he was coming to set us free is because when you are not free, you are really not free to love. Ah, That hurt, didn't it? The world will position you as, the world unfortunately doesn't have a clear view of him, so then therefore as they don't have a clear view of him, they will position Christ as somebody that you have to work for. In reality, Christ has never wanted you to work for him, he was the one that worked for you. So as because he worked for you, he then positions you as holy, blameless, righteous, above reproach. And he did this all from a place of love. And because he did it from a place of love, you can stand there as holy, blameless, righteous, and above reproach in love. Because love is the thing that actually kept him on the cross. And that thing was us because we have so much inherent value. Let's... Let's go here. Um, if you would, turn to Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. Will, I hear you about, you know, we're created in love. Um, how do I be love? How do I become love? Um, Receive. Receive his love. Don't work for it. Receive it. Christ is freely giving us something, and so then therefore we receive it. In receiving it, we have been transformed by his love and then become love. Receive it. Colossians 2.10 says, actually I'm going to read it for you. We got it on the screen? Maybe. I'm sorry, actually, verse 9. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Read that one more time. For in him, all, for in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him. Who's been filled in him? Who's been filled in him? So if you've been filled with Christ, guess where your love is coming from? Hmm. Oftentimes when we pour from our love cup, it's our own cup that we're pouring from, so therefore we get exhausted from continually pouring. But in reality, Christ is the one that actually pours into our hearts, so as he's the one that's pouring into our hearts, we freely are able to pour because his cup never runs out. You see? You don't try to be love. You just are love because you've been filled with him. We get to be love because he's love and we're in him. I'm repeating myself, but I just want to hammer that home, that point, because I promise you, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok will show you all types of strategies in order for you to try to get love. But what it's doing is positioning you in a place of lack. And you're not in lack because Ephesians chapter 1 says, Blessed be the God of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with what? Every. Every. You already have. And because you already have, you get to go ahead and be. Oh, I'm doing good. I'm fine. Okay. All right. I'm actually, you know what? I think I made the point. Christ said I made the point. Bet. So I'm going to the band up, and we're going to do this little exercise, all of us. We're all going to do this. If I can get the house lights, just a hair. i me get the house light, just a hair. We're about to do, you guys are about to work for, for a second. You guys are ready to do a little bit of work? Cool. Okay. If you went to Forest Lake Academy in the year of our Lord, around the year 1996 to 2000, you may have learned this. Uh, my mom Gail Murphy was a choir teacher here back then. And then uh, you know she taught us this song. All right, but we're gonna do that clapping exercise, right? We're gonna clap. And we're gonna drive home this point. And the last verse, Alyssa, that we're gonna put on the screen, is gonna be Colossians 3, 12 through 14. And we're gonna drive home this point, get you out of the out of the rain. But three sections and you guys all the sections. oh man you guys picked up the instruments you don't need them right now I just need you all right I need the band right all behind me all right all right okay okay cool 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 all right Let me make sure I got you there okay I got to stay in the light because they told me to stay in the light this section you can put your cell phones down and, and I'm, I'm sorry, you, got, you, you can't use your hands today, but you can use your knee. OK, you can use your knee. All right. He's one arm today. All right. This section, you guys ready? You're going to clap. You're going to clap rhythmically. Rhythmic. OK, you're going to clap rhythmically. All right. But in order for you to help clap rhythmically, I'm going to give you I forgot what the word is called, but I'm going to give you something to kind of remember how you need to clap. Right. And it's simply this. Two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? You got it? Two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? Two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? (laughs) Perfect, you guys are good, good. Give them a round of applause. All right. I see Mo, and I want to give him the hardest part. So I'm gonna. I'm all right, um, this section. You're gonna be cheeseburger, cheeseburger, French fries, no pickles. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, French fries, no pickles. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, French fries, no pickles. Cheeseburger, french fries, no pickles. cheeseburger, French fries, no pickles. Cheeseburger, French fries. No pickles, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, french fries. No pickles, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, french fries. No pickles, hey. Okay, all right, guy, all right, give him a round of applause, all right? Mo, I'm not gonna do it to you, my guy. I'm gonna give you actually the easiest part in here. Your part is simply swish, swish, brick, 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 all right? So, you know, swish, swish. Right, so swish, swish, brick, brick, brick. Swish, swish, brick, brick, brick. Swish, swish, brick. There you go. Swish, swish, uh-huh. One more time, hey swish, hey uh uh-huh. swish, swish. Give yourself a round of applause. High band. It's my wife. All right. Check it out. You guys get the more complicated part, but you guys are the most rhythmically inclined here. So, all right. So it's simply this. I love you. You love me. Let's get married. I love you. You love me. Let's get married. I love you. You love me. Let's get married. I love you. You love me. Let's get married. Cheeseburger. 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 Okay. Two four. Two four six eight. We We are going to speed up. One, two, three, four. Faster. (laughs) Woo! One, two, three, faster. Give yourself a round of applause. All right, you can pick up the instruments. You guys sounded amazing, right? You guys sounded wonderful. Like, how did I get, uh, I don't know how many are you, maybe 250 people, maybe less. But how did I get 250 people to actually clap rhythmically all together? I wanted to suggest something. Let's read this verse. And we can start playing. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive them forgive them as the lord has forgiven you as you also must forgive and above all these put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony i want to suggest that love is our temple and christ is our conductor Because as you can see here, we are all different. All of us, we have different backgrounds, different experiences, different upbringings. And most of the times we use those backgrounds, upbringings and experiences, and we're positioned in our story from a place of disadvantage. So then therefore we bring those backgrounds, experiences and all those upbringings in a place of disharmony so that when we try to clap together, we can't. But what we have received, if we understand our our story correctly, that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing, that we've been rooted and grounded in love in Christ Jesus, that his love is where we're found, and that the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in Jesus, and Jesus dwells in us, then I want to suggest that in love we can clap harmoniously. It starts from this place, though. It starts from freedom. It starts from freedom. You have been freed to do good works For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Scripture. Not me, but scripture. You were prepared beforehand to walk in good works. So, as we leave out of here today, hopefully before the rain, My challenge for you today is to start your story from the place of freedom, from the way that he positioned you, not the way that we've always positioned ourselves. And as you start your story there, then go freely love.